and welcome to the United Pentecostal Church of Paris this Sunday morning. Weather is beautiful, you're looking beautiful, and we're ready to roll. We have got some announcements we want to get, uh, let you know about. We've got some good things going. It's March. We're getting into spring. And so we've got on the 11th, Journey Ladies. There, It's going to be the ages 19 to 39. So ladies, anybody, if you're 19 to 39, they're going to be meeting at Paris Coffee at 9 a.m. And if you're interested, please contact Sister Gabby Shoemake, and she'll be uh, loving to be able to hear from you and let you know more details about that. We also have on the 12th will be our Spring Fling Bake Sale. That's going to be on the 12th, our Spring Fling Bake Sale. Who likes bake sales? Yeah. <laughs> you started a diet, sorry. But you can still donate, I'm sure. And we have, that's going to be in the church foyer, so look forward to that. We also have on the 12th, it's going to be our Daylight Savings Time. We're going to be springing forward, meaning you lose an hour. So on the 12th, mark your calendar for that. Get ready to change your, uh, your car times. I know a lot of people just leave them all year round and then finally it gets right again, but get ready to change those. And then on the 12th also is going to be Youth Sunday, 6 p.m. night service, Youth Sunday. You do not want to miss it. They're phenomenal services and you, you owe it to yourself to make it there and you owe it to the people you know to invite them. And so there's going to be a great time on the 12th at 6 p.m. Youth Sunday. And then on the 18th, Journey Men, ages 19 to 39, are going to be meeting at Downtown Coffee at 9 a.m. And please contact Brother Les Shoemake if you have any questions or interested in that. Then on the 24th, we have Tanner and Kylie's wedding. It is here. And then on the 26th as well, we have our Spring Fling Bake Sale is again going on in the church foyer. And on the 26th, our mission pledge is due. And on the 28th, we have our Ladies United Fellowship. The sign-up sheet is in the foyer for that. And then online registration for Ladies Joy Conference is open now. And our Mother's Memorial Pledge is going to be due July the 1st. And that is these cards that we've been handing out. That will be due July the 1st. But you can already pledge what you're going to give now. And so, let's stand up. Announcements are out of the way, and let's get to the good part. Let's get to what we came here to do. Let's get to what we've been put on this earth to do, and that is to glorify the King of Kings. That is to glorify the one who gave you breath this morning. If you woke up this morning, if you are here this morning, you've got a reason to praise. And so, Father, I thank you for who you are. God, I thank you for what you will do. And I pray that I focus my eyes on you, because, God, you are where my help comes from. Jesus' name. I was lost in shame, could not get past my blame until he called my name. I'm so glad he changed me. I'm here. I live by faith. 
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood that was shed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy, Jesus. Oh, God, I bless you, name. There's nobody like you, Jesus. I place my hope in Calvary. Where love spilled from a rugged tree. Oh, oh, the blood poured out for me. Thank you, Jesus. Mercy and grace washed over me.
the grave had won. Oh, 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 he rose, and now the work is done. Jesus reigns forevermore. Jesus reigns forevermore. I am healed. I'm restored.
Second Chronicles 7.14 says, And my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Your land is not just property. Your land is your life. Your land is what you are. Your land is your mind. Your land is what the enemy is trying to destroy and trying to steal from you. If you humble yourself and if you pray, God will hear from heaven. God will restore. God will heal your land. We're taking prayer requests at this moment. And in faith, I want us to pray for Kayla Giverson, Tommy Shelton, Charles Fleming, Alex Stevens, Lois Weems, Jonathan Crawford, Miller Gambari, Bob Bolton, Billy Bolton, Kelly LaRue, Carrie Grant, Brother and Sister Trinado, Brother and Sister Proctor, Nelson and Missy Miller, Chaplain Steve Gibbs, Loretta Edwards, Brother and Sister Bristow, George and Mildred Pratt, and last night, I've, I've talked, I talk about fights often, and I've tried to get away from it, but last night there was a UFC heavyweight fight, and it was John Jones, who was considered the greatest light heavyweight of all time, and he relinquished his belt in the light heavyweight. He said, there's nothing more in the light heavyweight. I want to go, and I want to tackle the heavyweights. And he takes three years off and begins working and begins doing things. And he's not really seen much for three years. And he makes this comeback last night against this heavyweight for the championship that they said, honestly, stylistically, John Jones should not beat this man. That he, he's, he's much better. He's faster. He's a little younger. And he, he should not beat him. And John Jones says, I'm going to make this look easy. And within the first minute, John Jones beats him and becomes the heavyweight champion after three years. And I read this comment. They said, time and time again, John Jones has told us what he is going to do. And time and time again, he has done it. It is time that we start believing him. And I read this comment about this heavyweight fighter. And God began to tell me, how many times have I told you what I'm going to do? And how many times have you not believed me? But it's time that you start believing me when I tell you I'm going to do something. I am going to do it. When I tell you to humble yourself and pray that I'm going to heal your land, that I'm going to forgive your sins, that I'm going to touch your life. Time and time again, God has spoken to you that he's going to heal, that he's going to deliver, that he's going to be there. He's never going to leave nor forsake you. It's time we believe him. And so right now we have the opportunity to believe him and to act on that belief and if you have any need this morning to come forward and ministers will anoint you with oil and God is going to move on your need on your situation whatever it is father you are already moving you were here before we walked in and God I pray that we believe in you that we claim your promise that we move into your healing today I pray for every single need spiritually, financially, physically, mentally, and emotionally. 
that we allow you to move, we allow you to restore, we allow you to deliver, we allow you to be the great I am. In Jesus' name, amen. Peace.
Saturday night I was praying and God showed me and I don't know if he showed this to me because I'm a nurse I shared this with our praise team but he showed me God this is what God wants to do for someone here maybe it's me he showed me a hand just incision making an incision on some wounds and you know a lot of times we think of a wound being like illness but a wound in the spiritual body can be disappointment doubt confusion offense it can be anything and God told me and it may be for me but I wanted to share it just in case it's for someone else that he wants to surgically heal every one of your wounds a lot of times we think that that means it's going to go away it doesn't it might still be there something might not ever change but God is saying let me have it Let me give you healing here, and then I'll show you a new work that I'll do. I'll get your mind off of this that you keep getting so discouraged with that you won't even be able to think about that. And so when I work it out, you'll be so focused on the good that I am doing. This is going to be like a new thing springing up. And it says in the Bible that he wants to bind your wounds. And he does. He never meant for his people to be crippled. Do you truly think that? Why would he be a healer if he wanted us to walk around crippled? So before we go into our offering or anything else, schedule's going to get in the way of our revival. And I'm very guilty of being so caught up on a schedule that I don't let God do what he wants to do. And I told God all over again last night, take my schedule because as much of the time management I own, take it. Please, because it's getting in the way of what you want to do. So if you have any wounds, I know we just prayed, but I want you to pray for yourself. Any wound that you have, whether it's doubt or an unanswered prayer that you're just so frustrated with, give it to God right now. We're going to just pray for just a moment and sing this chorus. Oh God, falling in love with Jesus. Bind our wounds, God, falling in love. God, I give it to you with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever, ever done. Keep singing that, falling in love. God, I pray against any doubt. God, you disappoint.
ushers will come. We'll take our tithes and our offering. Father, thank you for the spirit we've already felt in this place. That you're preparing a move. You're preparing seeds to be planted in our heart and in our soul. And I pray that we are doers of the word and not just hearers this morning. I pray that you anoint and you bless what is given and you bless the giver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
may be seated. So great to see each of you here today. I'd like to warn you about something. And that is in about 58, maybe 60 hours from now, my wife will have been married 54 years. And guess what? We're going to celebrate it in Branson. Brother Dickey is going to be speaking Wednesday night. I wanted you to know that. Also, have a, a, a great gentleman here from, I believe it's California. Yes. Uh, Brother Doug, where are you? Oh, yes, Brother Doug. We're so glad Brother Doug Hammonds is here today. You got a word for us? Oh, Wade. It's Wade. Awesome. I like bold. I like victory. Uh, I feel something going on in the Holy Ghost today. Hallelujah. Man, you fit my world. I didn't know you was going to fit that well. It's joy unspeakable and full of glory what God has in plans for every one of us disappointments, the tough times always has a great ending when you walk with the Messiah. It's phenomenal. Well, how many of you been on the scales lately? I'm not talking about your physical scales. Weighing in with God. It's a uh, the Bible uses the term the weightier matters of the law. If prayer is not prayed in faith, it does not harvest the weightier matters of the law. If life is not lived in the weightier matters of the law, the power source is limited back to the flesh because he that is in you is able to do exceeding abundantly. In ourselves, we are weak. We cave in quick. We starve when we just feed on feelings because they don't add muscle. That's why we don't go by our feelings. Well, I just don't feel good about that. Get rid of that. Judge everything by this weightier matter of living. I, uh, I, I don't have a tendency as a whole 
to be rough. I, uh, I have a hard time even kicking a dog that wants to bite me. Don't let him out, though, because I will kick him. I just have a hard time doing it. I sometimes actually have to stop and think about killing an ant. And I know I hate ants. Particularly if they get under my arm. It, that, one of those tender spots, you know. And a little fox can spoil the vine. And it's so easy to ruin a great day with just a negative thought. God said, I have great plans for you. Uh, I am typically, as you well know, not a mean pastor. But I hate what Satan has done to so many people. I will preach hard. Every morning that you get up, you either head for the pantry or the medicine cabinet. Or the fridge. You may call your pantry the fridge. But you can be pretty sure you're not going to go on a fast unless you commit to it. There is a reason for fasting and praying, and, and that is you get more hungry. And then when you aim your hunger at creative genius, you become a creative genius. But when you just fill your body with jelly, you sort of like a jellyfish. It don't have the muscle power to go where it really wants to go. It just goes with the water. It bends with the flow. Good strong current of doubt. And the first thing you know, worship is gone. Good, strong current of fear. And the first thing you know, you're running. Just being run around. God is absolutely sovereign. He is the great God. And he changes. He purposefully changes to become whatever you need him to be. He is not a chameleon in the sense that he becomes what you are, but uh, he comes to who you are, to pair up with you. He's here today to do that. He's got his eye on you. And if you can be as obedient as our wonderful youth pastor right now, 
you'll be standing by all authority and all power. And darkness cannot invade where light lives. There's just not a chance of it. It's not coming in this room unless somebody turns the light off. Turns faith down and lets feelings rule. It's high time, the Bible said, for us to awaken to our possibility. You look like God. You have God's initiative in you to be a victor. You have a something inside of you that wants to win. There is no competition to sin. When you turn light on, darkness goes away. When you turn lights out, darkness invades. Prayer is keeping the fire alive. There's just a lot of things that run from fire. There's a lot of things that cannot take over where light is living. That's why we come to the house of God and preaching and teaching and reprimanding and rebuking and using spiritual authority to raise us up to the privilege of being counterparts with God. Nebesh Negedno, my other half. God is incomplete without a bride. He said he was. He said, I will have a church. I will have a people. I can't force them to be my bride, but I will call if you'd like to be my bride. Come unto me. Cast off your works of darkness. Uh, turn the light on in your mind and in your spirit. And then, ooh, I feel a Holy Ghost revival bursting loose in this house today. Somebody has come here and you're weary and you're fatigued with all the hell breaking loose in your city and in your schools and in your, uh, your leaders in the land. And we're sick of it. But how sick do we have to get until we get this city so lit up that we absolutely draw people from everywhere in this county and they come to see, my God, how in the world do you guys do it? Well, I'll tell you how you do it. You build a fire. I'm talking about the fire of the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about the light of the love of God. I'm talking about the light of the Word of God. I'm telling you, there's no devil that's able to secure you when you're looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of this whole operation. I'm not looking around to see how devilish anybody is. I'm looking unto him and I'm hoping 360 there's a light front of me, a light in back of me, a light to the side of me and anybody can look and say, man, he couldn't do it by himself. Who's got him going? Is there any men that would like to stand up and say, God, I want to be the light of this home. I want to be the light of this city. I want to be the light of my community. Is there some men that would cry out, God, make me the light I need to be now. 
Oh, let's praise him for a few minutes. You women ought to praise God for men that are wanting to be light. Did I get got it going? Good. I got so much stuff I can't even hardly keep up with it myself. Thinking about taking you on a 10-day revival in seven days. Most of us can barely stand the three services we have. I don't know what it would do for some of you. There's a lot of darkness going on. Now, if you've noticed your kids, they're scared of what's happening. Dark out there. Some of the wives, even some of the husbands, are scared about the Antichrist. Scared about the demoralizing effect that's happening in our world. Scared fearful, looking around for something that'll make them joyful and happy, buying all kind of stuff in order to try to appease what's happening in their cranium and in their middle spirit. There's only one thing that can bring peace, and that's the love of God that's shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. By the word of the Lord that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. You don't have to be living in the dark when you got a light like him. You can be your own planet for a while as long as you're in the light. And you don't have to fear the darkness that's surrounding you. I tried to put it in a circle because everywhere we go, there's darkness over here in the plants. There's darkness over here in the shopping affairs. There is all kind of lust of the flesh and the pride of life and the lust of the eye. And it's raging and it gets exciting because oh so-and-so looks like they got that new thing and it looks like it would satisfy them. No, they'll be looking again next year. But I'm telling you, you won't have to look for another leader next year. You won't have to look for another savior next week. You won't have to look for something more exciting next month. I'm here to tell you, he is going to turn loose hell. But you're going to win over hell and that's what all the competition is about in football, baseball, basketball and all of the others and we go clap our hands to all of that. I'm here to tell you there's a reason we clap our hands and we dance before the king. He's given us power of fearlessness. trying to tell you it's not about going to church. It's about going to the house of God and touching God and getting word from God or a bread from God or a wine from God. You get intoxicated on the wine of the Holy Ghost. That stuff out yonder won't even bother you. You won't be looking in the medicine cabinet for all kind of drugs. You'll be looking for a place to let the light shine. You are familiar with desiring to be in charge, aren't you? Don't you ladies stand up. (laughs) Tell him what you need. 
and then expecting to meet that need. But don't tell him a horse or a cow because that's not what we buy ladies with nowadays. He wants you, she wants you men to be men. Be a man. That don't mean order her for, I want you to be up at five o'clock and I want three eggs scrambled and I better, they better be perfect. Forget it if that's what you're looking for. It's just not going to happen. I've, I've ministered to a lot of men that had wives. Would you mind standing up? How many of you have ever noticed that women are emotional? Would you mind standing up? When those little enemy spirits, what the Bible talks about is the weaker vessel is not meaning she don't have any thoughts. I see so you, most of you men have already figured that out. But she is not supposed to be the backbone of the home. That's the head of the house. Headship don't mean boss. That's what the world's decision about the word is. Head is responsible party. That's the guy that's in the business. He bought the business. He owns the business. He's the head of the business. And it's his responsibility to make sure that they come up with what is necessary. That's why you hear Jesus, uh, y'all stay put. That's why you hear Jesus uh, go into where the religion is and starts scattering. And that's when he rebukes. And if you think that's fun, you be a pastor for a while. I don't ever rebuke any of this people in this generation without going home and feeling like a failure. It's a horrifying experience to rebuke people because I have to come up with some of that stuff from time to time. Oh, I know I was out there before, before I ever started preaching, and I'm telling you, the same pressure that I put on you I put on me because it's, stand up a minute, Brother Jeremy. You see, lean on me. Okay. And then I lean on you. And so whatever I'm opposing in you, I am having to live with it because I got to press against it with the Word of God over on this side that substantiates my position. I have no position outside of the kingdom which is perpendicular and that position is that when people come against him, they come against the pastor. That's horrifying. Is that right, Brother Dickey? Am I lying or dying? Both. 
<laughs> he, I caught his head shaking like this. <laughs> he understands. Because when you're hurting, guess who's hurting? Your pastor has to feel that hurt. There's only one way he can help you get rid of it, and that's stand you back up. So you're on the firm foundation, the word. Because the world pushes you off and over. Not your feet. You can keep them planted, Bubba. That's how come we used to sing that song, Leaning on Jesus. You young people don't know that song. But some of us have been around for a while. Brother Dickie, sing a little of it. If you can get your wife to help, that would even be greater. He's going to be preaching Wednesday night. My wife and I are going to be out celebrating life. I feel a Holy Ghost revival. When you're leaning on him, you don't have any real problems because he's not going to give way. He is an ever-changing God, but he never changes in his balance. He never changes in his position. He will just turn around, and if you don't straighten up, he will chastise you. He will send the preacher, and that's the part that some of us preachers don't like, and that's why most preachers don't preach against anything. Better thank God for your daddy. If you got a daddy that will exercise his authority in that house and a husband that will exercise the Christian rights of kingdom living, I'm here to tell you, you can lean on him, and then when you're leaning on him, and then... Your mate really gets upset and starts beating on him. Oh, that, no, no, no. That's not the way it works. No, no, no. You know, stand up and get serious. And that's why he said in the last days there's going to be a revival. Then the last days, this is going to happen. Evil men will wax worse and worse. And he said, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to build a strong tower. I'm going to build a, build a firm foundation. I am going to give you knowledge that will give you increase. I'm going to give you strength that will give you power to overcome the wicked one. And you'll be able to lead your home into the kingdom life. All of a sudden, she's leaning on him. Him. This was greater than I intended. He just wraps his arm around trouble and says, Let's go, baby. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got to get going. It's dark out yonder in your kids' world. It's dark out yonder in your neighbor's world. It's dark everywhere you go. They are looking for what you just saw. A rock of ages. A firm foundation. A future without end. A glory that doesn't reside and resign. I'm here to tell you the glory of the Lord is in the house today. The victory of the Lamb and the Lion have come together.
familiar with a desire to be in charge. But unless you put him in charge, you'll never get to be in charge. Not enough foundation in that world out there. I've been in the military. I've gone to colleges. I've done all the above. I'm here to tell you it's not out there. You can make money out there doing that. You can get a nice home and a nice car, and that's nice. But I'm here to tell you a nice car is not going to take you to the holy city. I'm telling you a wonderful house is not going to take you to the holy city. But the house of God has the ability to regroom. This is the potter's house. I said this is the potter's house where that we go and we get reunited. We get reaffirmed. We get renewed. We get refurbished. We get re... There's a glory cloud hanging over this assembly today. Somebody's been praying. Somebody's been saying, God, whatever it takes, help us to be the light of the world and help us to drive darkness away from our kids and show them the beauty of living in the light. <clears throat> See the world's rendering of Acts 2. This is on the internet. Find it fabulous that God worked it out for just people that can create Acts the second chapter. All you got to do is check it out on the web to realize the value that God had in causing people that don't even receive the Holy Ghost to put it in a picture form. Luke 24 is a very necessary entrance for us to move into Acts 2. Your faith gets active. That's why it's the book of Acts. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John develop your faith. The book of Acts is where you act out your faith. That's how you know you're alive in the Word. Actions still speak loud. And the world showed us the picture of tongues of fire set upon each of them in the word of God. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of the Lord gave them the utterance. Don't you let the world talk you out of one of the greatest things happening in life. When you open the door, the river is raging right now across America. The river of life. The river of joy. The river of righteousness. The river of 
peace that passes understanding is pushing on the wall and all you got to do is open the door by faith and say God I'm sick of living with this flesh I'm sick of what this flesh can't offer me and I want to open the door and he said if any man opens the door I will come in I will come in I will come in I will come in and I will bring inside of you a river of living water and you will never faint. It's a huge stop. More massive than any of the hospitals in New Orleans or North. The hospitals are wonderful to help us with our physical nature. But the prayer and the fasting and the house of God where the preaching of the word comes forth will heal, put back together the frustrations that have divided the home, the absolute horror that has divided child-parent relationships and it's sinking our world into a low ebb. But I am believing that God is raising up a light, a river of living water, a church that cannot be stopped, that's going to rise up in the middle of everything that's going on. And He is going to set a revival in motion that is going to change the motion of the world. They're going to look up. When they heard this, they did sense something in their heart because the Holy Spirit goes directly to the heart. Because out of the heart are the issues of life. You're feeling bad at your friends. Something's in your heart. Don't belong there. You feel like you want to kill your kids. Something's going on in the heart. You can talk bad about the preachers over across town just because they don't have everything you got. Something's wrong with your heart. Jesus had a pure heart. And he came to the sinners. He came to the sinners. He came to the sinners. Because his world was not created by the earth. God was in Christ. In the living well. Didn't come from external stuff. He could read it. You vipers. You hypocrites. sense everything that was going on around him then Peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you somebody say in the name of Jesus Christ there is no modification for that when you hear the term God, the Father, the word Father simply means source. 
the head of Christ was God. God is a spirit. No man hath seen God at any time and lived. The only time you saw God was Jesus Christ who was the living Halabahanda, the living light. In him dwelt all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. There was in him no darkness. There was in him no lack of knowledge. There was in him no lack of power. That's why we're going to baptize somebody in the name of Jesus. And if you read your little pamphlet today, you understand when you you get baptized in the name of Jesus. You take the authority and you put it in your spiritual nature and the obedience to the word of God absolutely brings the glory of the word and the blood and the wisdom and the knowledge and so then you begin to activate truth and then you can leap over a troop, jump over a wall and nothing shall be any means offensive to you because the little problem is no problem when you know I'm a winner. I am in Christ a new creation. There's nothing like the church. You choose to live after the flesh. You lose. It's choice. Do what you want to with it. By the way, I like that blue suit. When I get skinny enough, I'm going to wear it. He's got such a desire to do the things of God. He's got a little girl over in missionary work. Matter of fact, I tell you, what, what's her name? What? Let's pray for her right now. She has gone overseas to help somebody. Let's pray for Coach. Father, feel him so full of the Holy Ghost and so powerful in his prayers for his daughter and both of his daughters and strengthen him in the college, the community. He is a chosen vessel for you. And he and I have become great friends. Oh, God. Oh, has anybody got any tears for the lost in our city? Have you got any tears for the leaders in our city? God, right now, while we're still, while we're right here in the middle of this Give us a spiritual inundation. You choose to live after the flesh life, you lose all the dreams of the greater life. The Bible says it this way, blindness in part happeneth to us all. But the eye is the candle of the body. And if thine eye be dark, the whole body shall be full of darkness. But if thine eye be light, the whole body gets to live in the light. 
So looking unto Jesus, the light of the world, is the critical issue. You need to take a real good audition of your first things in the morning. Prayer. Lining up with the light. Because the eye sees a lot of stuff. The eye picks up a lot of stuff. And if thine eye be single, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, you can see out of your peripheral view. You can see the pitiful. You can see the powerless. You can see the dysfunctional. You can see the weird. You can see a lot of stuff. But if you're looking unto Jesus, you become a light unto those who sit in darkness. And all of a sudden, they say, my God, how's he negotiating life like that? Well, the first thing you know, he's going to want to follow the light. And the first thing you know, she's going to want to follow some light. And the first thing you know, your friends are going to want to follow some light. And all of a sudden, finding light is not that big of a deal because the light of the world shineth in darkness. And brother, they're going to either hate you or love you, and they're going to despise you or use you. One thing or the other is going to happen. Men hate light because their deeds are evil. And so the church is going to rise up and walk through this world and we're going to climb mountains be real careful this is just thousands of dollars they tell me But we can walk in the night and we can walk in the light and have fellowship with Him. Halabahanda, who is the Prince of Peace, the joy giver, the righteous King of glory. I'm talking to somebody today. It's time to clean out the cobwebs. It's time to turn the light on complete and say, I will not follow the night. I will not follow the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. I'm going to look unto Jesus. Oh, they hated this worse than you think they do. Would you give them a hand clap for sharing? <laughs> See how often new occurs in your life? Let's look at it. Cars, upgrades. On homes, cars, and clothes. Do you do that more for that stuff or more for his stuff? The desire to go to the house of God is an upgrade all the time. Because I can promise you that we're not saved by getting the Holy Ghost. The book says you'll receive power after you get the Holy Ghost. Power to do what? To get on your knees and sacrifice your flesh every morning 
before you get out in that world that is sensual, that is passionate, that distributes all kind of weird feelings and makes you feel like the outsider when the real truth is they're the outsiders and you're the insider and you've got insight to the outside knowing that that stuff is going to kill a marriage. That stuff is going to kill a social system. That stuff is going to kill all the powerful people in the world that don't live in Christ. I can't believe we're shocked at the pathos of all the leaders in political areas. They walk in darkness. They still think that they can function a life of law and come up with God promises. No, no, it's not going to happen. Your kids are going to look up to you because you're going to live up. You're not going to live like them. Holy is transparency of the flesh. That's when they look at you and they see love. They see joy. They see peace. They see righteousness. The light of the world is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. You can't be light without righteousness, peace, and joy. You can't have light without righteousness, peace, and joy. It'll dysfunction on you. It'll go wrong on you. You gotta live to love your neighbor. Live to love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And light will come into your eyes and you will be able to negotiate the turns. You'll be able to negotiate the speed. You'll be able to negotiate. I found him sitting back here in the clutter. God's got plans for you. Did you hear me? I said, God's got plans for you. Amen. He didn't put you in Oklahoma to be an Oklahoman. <laughs> You're not going Indian. No. You are the head of that house. That means when she gets if she ever were to get mad <laughs> and she starts pushing on you, you sorry scum of the earth. I can't trust you for nothing. Hope I'm not digging. <laughs> if you don't have something to lean on, your statements are not going to have the effect. No, 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 just lean on him. I'm telling you, every one of us can lean on Jesus. He's not changing. I said every one of us can lean on Jesus. He's got more forgiveness than you can ever come up with. I'm telling you, Jesus is a rock of ages. Jesus is a sure foundation. You can build your life on a foundation that is secure. You can build your life on a name that's above every name. You can have the authority. Now, lean on him. Uh, I'm trying to find somebody skinny enough to be your child. 
Anybody got any kids? <laughs> Sister Tammy, I guess you'll have to do. Was going to get Brother Todd, but he didn't weigh in right. <laughs> the rock of ages is not going to cave in. When you lean on your brother and sister and they start telling everybody, they're not leaning on the rock of ages. Because people that lean on Jesus tell him and they get rid of the crud going on in their life because he is the bread that lives and the bread halabahanda will turn around and strengthen you and then as the head of the house the responsible party for not letting any sin in that house that don't mean it won't get in that house but you have got to be kind and gentle you can't just slap it out of them I tried that one time it didn't work It sometimes takes days of washing a stain in your life to get it out of your clothing even. Is that right? You're a mother. You wash clothes every now and then, like a month or two every now and then. Every day, yeah, okay, thank y'all. Y'all are doing awesome. I'm here to tell you that life is lived in the basis of what God created to start with. It's just that man is trying to live it without him. New inventions, car upgrades. Some people can't wait to get a new cell phone. Tell me what mine is. I think it's a seven. A five. Don't you say five. They'll sure enough think I'm out of touch. Oh, it is a 13. So what's out now? I'm closer than I thought. I just don't know how to operate it. That's a problem. <laughs> and that's the problem with a lot of people. They don't know how to operate Jesus. I told you the other day to make my husband right. You must not care about me. And I can almost hear God saying, I care about him first of all. Because he's going to be your help. He's going to be your strength. You pray for him. Oh, it's just a whole lot easier to complain, God. I mean, like after all. I mean, I, I thought, sure, once he said, I do. He meant I will do everything she says. Let's get going. We must not play mind games. This is no time for playing mind games. Your spirit determines your thought patterns. The only reason you got to be born again is because no baby has to be taught to cry. Can you hold that baby up? Good night, Almighty. How long has that baby been alive? And the doctors was really skeptical it would ever wear pink. <laughs> but God, who is exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think 
according to the power that worketh in us. The faith that was once delivered to the saints and the saints began to pray and the church began to intercede and God said we'll turn this thing around a little bit and that doesn't mean how long he's just already shown you he can do the impossible so don't you ever give up don't you ever give in don't you ever say I'll quit I'm here to tell you when the best of those people with brains that can go in and work on a heart come up and say it's my, it might not work I'm here to tell you you want to go to the Jesus I'm talking about he is the light of the world he is the love of the world he is the glory of the world he is the healer of the world he is the victory in the world he is the anchor of the soul there's not anything you need that's not in that name of Jesus that's why we follow him wherever he goes whatever he does we've got power to go up we got power to go down we got equilibrium that's what it means no weapon formed see right now don't mean a dog's not going to attack you it just means the sign said beware of dog He'll go home with scars in his head, not his ankle. God's not playing games with this thing. Brother Ricky Brown, would you stand up? God's got you out yonder doing some stuff that nobody else but you can do. That's how come you're going to have the problems you got. And you're going to wonder why everybody else don't have this problem. That's because you're going to be a light in the world that's got problems of that nature. And you're going to be the healer. And you're going to be the deliverer. You're going to use God's name. You're going to use God's wisdom. You're going to use God's power. You're going to use God's forgiveness. You're going to use God's love. And you're going to straighten out your corner of the city. And that's what's going to happen over there, Brother Mike. I'm telling you, stand up, Brother Mike. God's going to use you. You know what it means to be used? Get your pocketbook out. Give and it shall be given. God have mercy. Loaded with credit cards. I'll be glad you was here today. I promise. Could you put a 20 in there? I gave my last one in the offer. You got a 50? He'll pay you back. <laughs> Let's spend a sterling take it over here to me. 
See how wonderful it is to go to the house of God? Empty yourselves out and oceans, more or less. You at least got more than you came for. No, you probably put more in the offering. I know you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's impossible for God, who is the light of the world, to tell you if you'll walk in the light as you are in the light and have fellowship, no fellowship with darkness, that you will have the perfect law of freedom operating in a dark world. You will become the light of the world and people will love people that are lit up. Brother Darnell, what do you do for a living? Stand up so they can hear you. I'll tell you for him, he's so slow today. No, stay standing. He cleans clothes. He's a preacher to clothing. He cleans them. He starches them. He irons them. Or he has a bunch of his slaves do it. It don't get any better than being the church. It don't get any better than being God's kids. It don't get to be any better anywhere in the world than walking with the Messiah, walking in the kingdom, knowing who you are, knowing where you're going, knowing all things are possible and nothing shall be impossible. I'm telling you, there's a reason we shout. We shout because we got a God that is greater and we got a God that illuminates everything. We're not stuck in a corner. He's got his light on you. And that's why people make fun of you. Because jealousy begins there. When they see you losing all that weight. You didn't think I knew, did you? I watch Weight Watchers now. Stand up, would you? Man, that bench used to that bench used to give a whole lot. But the bench never did tell him don't sit here. Let people lean on you. Brother Jason, would you mind leaning on him? I can tell you, you're not gonna push him over. You may start a fight, but you're not going to push him over. Does <laughs> anybody else want to lean on when Brother Jason? Oh, okay, Sister Donna, I like that name. <laughs> That's right. Stay right there. Now watch this. When all manner of evil come against you, I will be your anchor. I will be your scoa. Anybody else want to lean on him? You're not going to push God out of his place. You're not going to get more weight on God than you can handle, than he can handle. I'm telling you, he's a God. He's the only God. He's the only wise God. He's the only saving God. He's the only saving name. He's the only one. And that's why with everything inside, we balance ourselves in him. You know how many years it took me to do that? 
54 years of being married to the same woman. It will be worth it all. The four seasons are only a small replica of greater things. Somebody say the four seasons. I'm not talking about that singing group. I'm talking about the four seasons. Lukewarm is indecisiveness. One day you lean on a little twig and it falls over. You got the wrong branch. Jesus is the root of Jesse. He is the root that goes deeper than any sin you'll ever come up with. His roots go all the way to every sin. And in him comes up the fruit of the Spirit. And in him, out of a dark, sinful world, he became sin who knew no sin. And out of him came the fruit of gentleness, of meekness, of temperance, of long-suffering. That's where the church is headed right now. We're going to eat the fruit of the vine. We're going to be not just tongue talkers. We're going to live in the fruit. We're going to walk in the fruit. We're going to eat the fruit every day. We're going to depend on the fruit of the Word. The fruits of the Spirit. And if Christ be in you, He make you that you neither be barren nor unfruitful. That's huge. Musicians, would y'all come give them some hope? I sure didn't tend to preach so good. I mean so long. Born again is not a statement. It's a truth. See, that's what a lot of people get goofed up with. They think because it's a one-liner that it don't have the imperative. Being born again is an essential. It's not an act of faith. It is the results of faith. Acts 1 and 2 show you that faith without works is dead. But faith with works. Can you go back into uh, mentally just for, well, don't go mentally even. Just remember that you used to be a bad sinner. And your mother's sitting there. She knows I'm telling the truth. I didn't say you didn't think bad of him. I mean that you thought bad of him. But did he ever lie? That's what I was afraid you was going to say. See what a sinner you were. But come unto me. Crucify your flesh and the lust thereof. You don't get past the first book in the Bible until you see the picture of Abraham's son laid out ready to die does anybody know what happened does anybody know what happened 
right as Abraham was about to kill his only son. Sister Farnby, would you stand up and tell them what happened? And God, sent a sacrifice up the other side of the mountain. And that's how your boy has become such a great preacher. Jesus Christ, the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. It was in the mind of God when Adam and Eve left His sanctuary and corrupted the first church of the Word of God. That's the first sanctuary that had purity and the greatest pastor in the world. And all of a sudden, the devil came in because God said, I won't have a forced bride. If she loves me with all of her heart, soul, mind, and strength, I'll give her newness. so the picture is clear all the way until you get to Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and the lamb slain hung on the cross Jesus Christ the righteous lamb Jesus Christ the righteousness of God Jesus Christ the bloodline Jesus Christ neither is there salvation in any other name don't you take that name in vain my God my Jesus don't you do that you when you revere the name of Jesus you use it in worship thank you Jesus Oh, Jesus, I'm calling on you because you are the Lamb and the Lion. Casting all your cares on Him. And that's how come y'all got such a good sermon here the other night and the last month. Because this guy, you know where he went to boys' camps to help boys get through life. That's where your call started. Ministry. Help. I got so aggravated at him one time he had hair as long as, well, too long for me. Till I found out he was willing to do it for some kids that needed some hair. God don't want you cutting off your arm. He don't want you cutting off your leg. But if cancer gets in it, don't worry about amputating it. He'd rather cut the cancer out. Because he'll give you a wooden leg if you need it. And look what a stout head of hair he's got now. He's got a heart that is phenomenal. God's calling. I said, God's calling. If you've never been baptized, God's calling you today. You've never gotten the Holy Ghost and spoken in a heavenly language like you did when you was first born. You didn't speak English when you was born. You didn't speak Spanish when you was born. I don't care if you was born into Spaniards and, and all kind of other people. French. You didn't speak their language. You spoke a heavenly language. 
So when he says born again, you go all the way back to being born. You spoke your spirit. How did your baby get your attention when it couldn't speak English? You're the sheep of his pasture. I know that. But <laughs> when you kneel at that altar, God, I'm sick of lying, cheating. Jealousy, envy, strife. I want a new life. And the Bible said, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, the beginning and the end. God, I don't want to grow up angry. I don't want to go up and grow up in jealousy. I want to grow up in peace and righteousness and joy in the Holy Ghost. And when you repent of your sins and you're baptized by faith in the name of Jesus, we now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ, the only name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Devils! Don't run from titles. Devils run from the name because in the name is holiness, righteousness, peace, forgiveness, joy. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven. Brother Ross, I'm not trying to embarrass you, but would you stand? He had a great group of people in Lufkin, Texas that honored him and his wife. But when he saw that book, what that book said, he bent his knee. He told his wife, we got to get baptized in the name of Jesus. That's why he's preaching Wednesday night. Because he is trying in sickness and in difficulties to keep his eye on the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He will not give up. He will not give in. He will not go backward. He is God's choice for special people in this generation. And we're honored to have you a part of my life. This altar's open as you stand. You've never been born again of the water and the Spirit. And your faith in Jesus Christ has risen. Please feel free to come to the front. Think of it this way. You're going to a bank teller's window and you're going to get $1,000 worth for coming. They know why you're at the bank. You got to get some money. That's why we go to the altar. Is we got to get some more help. That's why we bring the sacrifice of praise to the sanctuary. Don't you let people look down on you and think, Oh my God, how pitiful, how poor. No, 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 no. 
Would you travail if you've got travail in your heart right now? If there's anybody that's never been baptized in the name of Jesus, I'd like for you to come straight toward the pulpit here. We'll get your name and get you in line to be baptized either this morning or tonight. I don't apologize for preaching a little longer than I I meant to. I'm here to tell you, you're going to live forever somewhere. All over this building do we have some travailers. If you have some needs, please feel free to slip out to one side or the other. But when Zion travails, sons and daughters are born. Please do not feel bad about leaving. I understand that sometimes you have deadlines, but I hope in the future we'll give God whatever time He needs to give us what we need, to give our city what they need, to give our people across our land what they need. They that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. At the cross, at the cross, I surrender my life. Nobody in the Bible was baptized in the titles Father, Son, Holy Ghost. I'm in all of Every one of them. Acts 2, Acts 8, Acts 10, Acts 11. Acts 19, they were all baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Because neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name. At the cross, at the cross, I surrender my life. I'm in all of you. I'm in all of you. Please feel free to come back and get dressed. I know we have one that's getting baptized this morning.